0: The Alabama off-week extravaganza continues, and we're going to bounce around the SEC a little bit and also give out some mid season reports on various positions, coaches. Uh, Bill O'Brien's not going to get a good one. Please join us for Locked On Bama.
1: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
1: Hey, pretty good. Because I rewatched the uh, first half of the Mississippi State game and felt better about what happened Saturday. You know, often the rewatches do make me feel better. But when you j- just watch the first half, you're like, "Wow, it's pretty good." I mean, we're we're on track to beat them forty eight nothing and have five hundred yards of offense.
0: You know, it is funny. I did have this thought that um, uh, a couple of things. First of all, in the comment section. Lately, we've had a couple of folks—not many, but a couple of them—saying we, we pump, pump too much sunshine. And then we—I literally had a guy say, "Y'all are not hard enough on this team. Y'all are too fluffy." That he—he he called us fluffy. I was like, "Fluffy? I mean, anywho, that if you're making everybody mad, I guess you're doing your job. I don't know. Anyway, um, but I had that same thought. Like, it's so weird being an Alabama fan right now because. If let's say that we, you know, we played Mississippi State, we're up twenty four to nothing. I mean, we're up twenty one to nothing. At at, you know, looking pretty stout. We're then we're up twenty four to nothing at the half or whatever, and we're like, that's not enough. We see so many places that it could be better. But if we were only up seven to nothing, we would be the same way. It's like there there isn't anything you could do to make us (laughs) to make us happy sometimes. But I do also think it's fair to say. We we essentially won that game thirty to nothing, and it didn't ever feel like thirty to nothing. I know they scored with no time left, and but uh, it 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 didn't feel that way. Now I want to interject something really quickly, Jimmy. Okay, I don't know if you got one, but I got one. The good people at Locked On sent me a hat, and they sent me this hat right here. If you can see it on YouTube, I'm trying to make it where you can see it good. It's a nice hat. It's a trucker's hat. It's got the you know, the ventilation system in the back, if that's what you call it, um, is, is sort of a dark gray. It's really cool. As you can see on YouTube, my head is far too big for your standard hat. So I can't wear hats. So what I've decided to do is give this hat away to one of our loyal listeners. All you have to do is be subscribed to the YouTube channel and leave a comment of any description. Just, hey, I want the hat. Or, hey, Luke, your head is big. I don't care. Or, Jimmy, why are you a ghost? Any of those things will work. And I will send you you're that too hat.
1: Hard. You're, you're too hard on the team. You're not hard enough on the team. How about
0: those? That's good. And then we'll have to figure out a way that I'll get you the hat. I will pay for the shipping. I will ship it to you. I just care about our people and I want them to have... It's a Carhartt brand too. That's a great hat. And I appreciate the people at Locked On for sending it to me. Thank you. My head's just not too big. So... Uh, literally, not figuratively. I really I kind of can't stand myself. But uh, fig- literally, my head is too big. Um, anyway, so what I want to do is talk about about the SEC in general right now, maybe an overall, uh, reaching look at the college football scene. Because, you know, it is our off week. It doesn't mean there's nothing going on. There's plenty going on. But I think that there's a lot to talk about in the SEC in general. First of all, um, you look at what's going on at Texas A&M right now. You know, this is where you and I have been on this train longer than most. I, many of my Auburn friends always say, "Well, of course Saban wins. I mean, he always gets the best players. Why well, you always win with the best players?" And I go, "See, you're under. You're really underselling him as a as a coach and a manager. Because here's the thing: the biggest, the greatest job Nick Saban does is ego management. That's the greatest job he does. Because when you bring in all these." five-stars and and high four-stars that are always used to being the top of their game, you have to manage their expectations. I have a lawyer friend of mine who says that. He said, said, I've learned that being a lawyer means all I have to do is manage expectations. He said, when people call me, they think every case is going to be a gazillion-dollar case. And he said, I have to manage that expectation. I have to manage the expectation they may lose the case or whatever. And so my, my point is, you look at Jimbo Fisher. And it, it really is almost like Nick Saban is the guy who built his fortune uh, brick by brick. You know, um, yeah, he, he certainly had some some ends with other people. He knew the right people. He, he knew what to do, but he climbed the corporate ladder in a very uh, succinct traditional way. Jimbo Fisher, with this last recruiting class, hit the lottery. And what do people do that hit the lottery with their money? They usually flounder it away. And it feels like Texas A&M is doing that with this huge lottery uh, that they came into last year because they're suspending players left and right, and uh, they're suspending at least three players. I think all of them are part of that class. Um, They've got other dudes who are openly complaining. They've got message board uh, rumors galore on their own message boards about who's going to transfer and who's not going to transfer. It's kind of a sticky wicket for Texas
1: A&M right now. They have a uh, legit mess. It, uh, to be honest, uh, if you're an Alabama fan and you took umbrage to Jimbo Fisher's comments this spring, uh, you're probably enjoying this. Uh, I have to admit, I'm enjoying it a little, not because I have anything against AM, not because I have anything against their fans. I just didn't like what Coach Fisher said about my coach this spring. So I'm sort of enjoying this implosion particularly for those who equate it to the NIL deals that their freshman class uh, were awarded. Um, I think it's sort of hilarious, frankly. (laughs) Now, it's not funny that 18-year-old kids who have promising careers ahead of them are throwing it away because they're being highly immature idiots. Notice that this is the second time this season I believe that Denver Harris has been suspended. I think one other kid has also been it twice, can't remember if it's Chris Marshall, I think it's Chris Marshall, it might be P.J. Walker, but th- these are all good players. Uh, I've just no- noticed, uh, Luke, that the the tone uh, of Texas A&M fans on their message boards and their posts and on social media has changed. It went from a staunch defense of Jimbo this spring to not a discussion about sh- should he be fired, but a discussion of who's going to be the next guy. Or I, I think defending Jimbo is sort of over for them. And if you think about how amazing that is, they were defending him good this spring and summer in relation to the spat. And then they play Alabama pretty tough, but now we're seven games in to the season. And I think his support is pretty much gone from fans would be very tough to get back. Certainly this season, uh he would just have to get off to a great start next year. I I guess if he's still around next year. What what but gosh, I mean, I have so much to say about it. Let, you know, you 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 made a lot a lot of good points about managing expectations, managing egos. Hey, dealing with five stars is a little different than dealing with three stars that feel lucky to be there. You know, you have a lot of three stars that are sort of like pie-eyed and and idealistic and and, and feel good to be there, and they're going to work really hard and, and really go win one for old a and some five stars, particularly if they're from someplace else, that's not necessary, but particularly, they're there because of their NIL deal. And they're not there because they think that the yell leaders are cool and fun to watch. I mean, they're they're there. We know why they're there. And sometimes... I think for 18- to 19-year-olds in particular, it might be tough to get true buy-in from those guys. Um, I I think they have a real mess over there, myself. Uh, This weekend is big for them because they, in my opinion, based on the talent that's going to be on the field, Luke, they should beat Ole Miss at home. But I don't know that they will.
0: Yeah, I think – Going to be uh, uh, certainly a tough out for them because uh look, I think Ole Miss is better coached. And I think you're right about the managing expect the the um that I think they have more talent on paper, but um as you know I've got another set of Auburn friends that do an Auburn show every day at lunch and they do a really good job with it. And they were talking about how you know on paper, out Al- Auburn star ranking-wise, Auburn's got the sixth most talented team in the sec so i mean it is hard to understand the performance and i said okay and and that's a good that's a one of the factors but there, there are other factors like uh coaching in general uh the chemistry on the team um do you have a good quarterback a good quarterback look cam newton was a five star uh superstar you know he was a superstar that made a team full of three stars look really good. Johnny Manziel was a badass quarterback who made a team that wasn't all that greatly talented look really tough to to beat. Um, I mean, Deshaun Watson was just incredible. He made guys like uh, Hunter, walk-ons like Hunter Renfro looked incredible. Now, Renfro's done okay on his own, but I'm saying if you have a superstar quarterback, you can make up for a lot. I don't think A&M's got a superstar quarterback. I don't think they have good chemistry, and I don't think they manage their own expectations very well. Uh, Ole Miss may not do it quite as well as some others, but they do it better than a does. So yeah, I, I'm going to say Ole Miss probably win that game. I need to tell everybody about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your business. You want to be 100% certain that you have, to, you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. We've used LinkedIn Jobs here at Robinson Iron. I know some other uh, companies just in Alexander city alone and Birmingham have used LinkedIn jobs and they absolutely love it. It's so easy to do simple tools. Str- they have screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience for you. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Okay. So um looking around the the SEC a little bit more um big game coming up with Elliott I mean excuse me with Tennessee and Georgia obviously that's going to tell the tale I don't even really know who I'm pulling for I really would like to play um Tennessee again but I'd also like to play Georgia again it's very rare that there are two teams that are about to play each other probably for the right to play Alabama and both of them have beaten Alabama the last time they played
1: I bet that is a, a rarity in the Saban era. Uh, I'm not necessarily rooting for one or the other. Um, you know, I, I think the bigger thing for Alabama is beating LSU so you can get there because if Alabama lose LSU, there's almost mathematically no way in to the SEC championship if you lose to LSU in particular because LSU would have to lose, you know, two more times, uh, and, and we're already in the November then. So, um, I you know, I think Georgia's going to win. I do. I think Georgia's going to win. I think they're going to learn a ton from the Alabama tape. I think they won't make the errors that uh, Alabama did. I think they won't have the officiating uh, that Alabama faced because they'll be at home. Uh, they don't have an injured quarterback like Alabama. Uh, I, I, I think I think it's going to be a little high scoring for a Georgia game because Tennessee's offense is so good, but I like Georgia to win the game. I do. If it was at Tennessee, I would pick Tennessee to win. That's how close the, the, that I see the two teams are. But it's at in, in Athens. And for that reason, uh, I, I'm going to pick Tennessee to win a pretty close one. Probably something like uh, let's go, um, let's go something like 38 32, somewhere in there 38 33. Uh, That that's how I feel. Uh, I I think Georgia's on a neutral field. I like Georgia slightly. At home, I like Georgia a little more. So might bump that up to 38-31, really. Well, you got a week
0: to decide because that's going to be in two weeks when Alabama plays LSU. But what's interesting to me about this game is Tennessee welcomes in Kentucky this weekend. Georgia plays Florida. So they both have, I mean, not daunting tasks, before they face off against each other, but they have moderately scary games. I don't think either team is going to lose. Tennessee kind of owns Kentucky, and uh, Georgia has owned Florida recently. So, yeah, I I think that they'll both come out of this unscathed, but it wouldn't shock me if both of them played closer games than
1: you think. Great. I agree agree totally. I I think both will be tight, Luke. I I, I have a ton of, of respect for Kentucky's defense this year. They run the ball. Now with Rodriguez back, Levis seems healthy. Uh, I think Kentucky's going to be a legit challenge to Tennessee. Now, Tennessee's at home. If this was in Lexington, I might would pick Kentucky to win, honestly. But it's at Tennessee. I think Tennessee is going to win. But I think Tennessee might have to pull it out to win. Uh, Georgia, I think, more comfortably over Florida with just this one caveat. I agree Anthony Richardson's got a long way to go. I think he'd be doing himself a terrible disservice by going to the NFL too early. Uh, He shouldn't do that. I think he needs more time to develop. But one of these games, Anthony Richardson is just going to go off. This is how I see his career going. You're like, "Ah, I'm not sure he's an NFL player or not. He really needs to develop. Then the light just comes on one glorious Saturday, and Richardson looks like a bigger fan. Faster Patrick Mahomes, and he beats somebody single-handedly that he shouldn't, someone like a Georgia. And people are like, Holy moly, he's the first pick in the draft. But it might just be that one game, you know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I I'm even after that magical game, I think that that's all people are waiting on. And and you probably I, I would need to see more consistent performance from him than just one game. But I can see a scenario where his one game is a duty that he throws for 380 and rushes for 150 against a top ten football team. I I can see that happening for him. Is that gonna happen Saturday? I wouldn't bet on it, but it is gonna happen for him. He he's too gifted not to have at least one really special performance.
0: I want to tell everybody about sweat block now. Look, um, everybody's had an issue with sweat at one time or another, whether you're going on a big date, you're giving a presentation, you got a test coming up, whatever it is. uh, (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: Tennessee at Knoxville. Um, You know, all those things, they lead to a lot of sweat issues. That's why you need sweat block. Look, I want to tell you a story about this young lady, we'll call her Pamela. Pamela would hide in the office. Yeah, yeah, you don't. I I know Pamela. (laughs) Yeah, she's a very nice guy. Had a sweat issue until recently. Uh, Pamela would hide in the office bathroom every 30 minutes to draw off her armpits so no one would see the sweat circles around her arms. She finally has her life back because of sweat block. Sweat block gives you the confidence to wear what you want whenever you want to and do it without embarrassing underarm sweat. The sweat block wipes are featured and tested on the Rachel Ratio by Firefighters. So if anybody knows about sweating, it's firefighters. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code locked on. That's two words: promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. That's sweatblock.com promo code locked on two words or on Amazon to get your sweat block. All right, Jimmy, let's talk, let's give out some quick grades here. I'm just going to throw out some names or maybe a position unit. You give me grades Young.
1: for Alabama Bryce Young is Alabama sweat block.
0: That is true. That is true. I agree. Uh if there. that is the case, then Bill O'Brien is the son. <laughs> um, let's, in fact, let's start there. Bryce Young, I mean, can and don't go into an explanation because this is going to be silly. He gets an A-plus, right? I mean, there's nothing else you can say.
1: A right grade to this point?
0: A. Yeah. A-plus, yes. Okay. Is there an A-plus-plus? Plus? Then he would
1: get that. You know what? Right? Before his shoulder, yes. Uh, I think since the shoulder injury, he's very hesitant to run. I, I loved him running the ball more. Like he did in the early games, but now now he's not going. He's going to take an extra hit on that shoulder, so he's a little more limited right now than he was before. But still, an A plus. Bill O'Brien, uh, C plus or B minus for me. Uh, too many too many points being scored to be super critical for me. I mean, fourth in the nation, I think, in total total points scored. Okay. I'm going C minus. I mean,
0: I got to give him something on the points. You're right. But, I mean, I think anybody could score with this offense in Bryce Young. Now, granted, he doesn't have the quartet of receivers that we've had in the past. I understand that. Um, But he's also not using the talent the way I think it needs to be used. Now, I'm not an offensive coordinator but I don't think I'm alone here. I just don't understand what we're doing some of the times. And I feel like uh, the offense Saturday seemed to be, let's snap it and then let Bryce run around in the backfield. And luckily the offensive line did a pretty good job protecting him when he was buying all this time and let him point out where a receiver should go and then throw it to him and hopefully he catches it. I mean, we didn't run a slant until the second half. I mean, do we not have a receiver that can catch a slant? I've already asked that question before. Can we not get Jameer Gibbs on a wheel route can, can we not just get a Jameer Gibbs on a on just a screen? When's the last time we ran an actual screen, like not a bubble screen, not a receiver screen, not a tight end screen, a screen to the running back? I mean, something. that, You know. Anyway, I, I, I'm with you. He's scoring a lot of points, but I, I think C minus is the best I can do right here. Um, how about the linebackers as a position unit? Mm.
1: B plus. Really that's good, fair. but I think it could be better. Really good, but I think that's fair. It could fair. be better. What do you about? Very you. fair.
0: What you how think? about uh, how about defensive backfield?
1: Uh, B or B plus? I'll go B plus. Now it's not fair for me to say it. I, I just see him going for it. I was so impressed in my rewatch of the job Kool Aid and Eli Ricks did. I just think from this point forward. Alabama has the best cornerback duo in the country. Branch is fantastic at, at nickel corner. Helms had his one bad game. Do you know Helms leads the defense and staff player of the week awards now? We've wow. Played, we've played eight games. Helms has been staff player of the week four times. That's more than Will. Uh, he's been fine. Battle's been fine. I, I'll say this. I think Jordan Battle's been playing a little bit more true safety and kind of be in the last line of defense and not, not much of a playmaker. That's been a little disappointing to me. It might be the way that we're using him, but considering this is year four of Jordanville starting, and this is going to be the big spectacular year that launches him into maybe the first round, second round. Uh, I, I would go so far to say I've been a little underwhelmed by Jordan battle. Um, DeMarco had the struggle in Knoxville, but other than that has been really good. Uh, I'll go A-minus, but some of that's a projection going forward because of the corners, Kool-Aid, and Ricks. Okay, we'll probably keep doing this um, as as we go through the
0: off week because it's kind of fun just to sit back and reassess. You know, sometimes you don't realize how how good or how poorly somebody has play, played until you go back and reevaluate the eight games that we actually have under our belts. I mean, we're always prisoners of the moment. So we're probably going to look back and say, oh, you know, Mississippi State game, We looked good. Um, Just like Tennessee game, we looked awful. So, I mean, he's definitely awful for the rest of the year. Now it's it's the truth somewhere in between. So I think we'll keep doing this as the off week continues. But that's going to wrap it up for today. Please be sure to leave a comment. Tell me if you like this hat. I will send you the hat. You don't have to pay anything. All you have to do is be a subscriber to this channel and tell me you want it, and I'll get in touch with you somehow in the comments. I'll get in touch with you somehow. I'll figure that out. And um, then – We'll talk, and I'll send you a hat. That's this. that so? I'm giving you stuff. I'm I'm free stuff. I mean, just okay. So anyway, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide.